0: The Amsterdam Shallow Man Podcast. Life in the Netherlands through the eyes of a sarcastic or even cut expat. Enjoy listening to the Amsterdam Shallow Man podcast. And if you don't, I don't want to hear about it. Good morning, good evening, or a simple greetings. Welcome to the first ever Amsterdam Shallow Man podcast. For those of you new to the Shallow Man, where have you been? I've been writing You know, a sometimes controversial blog about life in the Netherlands through the eyes of a cut expat for many, many, many years now. Amsterdamshallowman.com, in case you don't know where it is. So on this podcast, I'm going to provide my own perspective on newsworthy items of the past week or so. So on today's show, I'm going to be talking about some of the following but all of them are, in one way or another, they all link to love and dating. We're going to be talking about love and lust during the lockdown. So the first thing we're going to be discussing is the ban on alcohol in parks in Amsterdam. So you, you can imagine I have a fair bit to say about that. We'll be also talking um, about the potential relaxing of the coronavirus measures. So the government is finally considering ending the curfew and changing some of the rules around April 21st. So I'll come back to that. I'm also going to be looking at vaccinations, vaccinations. What's going on? Ah, you know, if I had the legal right to play the music, I could put Marvin Gaye's. What's going on? It would be very, very apt. But uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about vaccination, what's happening. With the vaccinations and the facts that things are going so relaxed, shall we say here that uh, some countries are even offering residents of the Netherlands vaccination holidays, where you can fly elsewhere, get your vaccination, have a short break, and, and come back all good. But overall, we're also going to be talking, of course, about you know dating during the pandemic. When you're talking about all you people who are single you know, how are you coping? How are you meeting people? And what all of these lockdown measures, how that's affecting you, and some suggestions and ideas. So first, let's get started with the ban on alcohol in parks in Amsterdam. This has got to be, possibly, the worst time outside of both world wars to be single. In fact, I would say... It probably wouldn't have been so bad being single during World War II because when you think about it, all those men overseas fighting, there were lots of lonely women. So, in fact, actually, the guys who couldn't fight, and for one reason or another, um, who were staying, uh, who had to stay behind, probably had the time of their lives. However, I digress. So, you're single. It's April 2021. Bars, cafes, nightclubs, they're all closed. The government rules currently only allow for one visitor per household per day, which is dreadful. Before the lockdown, you probably sometimes had more visitors than that, thanks to Tinder. But now, the government is telling you that you can only have one visitor per day. So what's a young, free and single person to do on a sunny day, but go and meet friends in the one place where it's still possible to flirt? In a park. And yes, some of the people in the park might have bought some alcohol, some wine, some beer. Others might have brought some music with them. You know, it's been so long since you danced in a nightclub or at a festival. So naturally, when you hear music and the sun is shining, naturally people want to get up and get down. But look. But before... Before you had time to exchange details with the lion king-haired guy who spent the entire time staring at you as if you were a work of art on display at a museum, along come the police and break up the party. Well, such spontaneous get-togethers at parks may soon be a thing of the past because Femke Halsmer, Mayor of Amsterdam, has actually announced that they're actually planning to ban the use of alcohol, and I assume the sale of alcohol, in all parks in Amsterdam. Now, if you think about it, you know, is it really is it really a good idea? I mean, so, you know, at the moment, okay, you're not allowed to have more than one visitor at home. Everything, everywhere where you could possibly socialize is effectively closed. And now they're saying, well, you know, let's ban... The consumption of alcohol in parks so the first question i have is really how do they intend to enforce this if you take a park such as the Wondel park with so many entrances and exits i mean are you going to have uh, hand halving and police on the gates of uh, all of the entrances are they going to search people on the way in are they going to check that no one has a sneaky bottle of gin or a bottle of rum tucked down their pants i mean how are you going to control this and then, what's going to happen? Are you going to have uh, police cycling around the park, uh, looking uh, looking around to see if anyone's having a drink? I mean, if someone has a clear plastic bottle of water, how do you know they're not drinking vodka? Uh, so, you know, really, I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to are they going to deploy drones to hover over people in the park to check that they're not drinking? I mean, it's a completely ridiculous and counterproductive idea, you know. Finally, finally, the sun is shining. Uh, We've been through an entire winter where everything has been closed and most of the mayors of big cities are actually asking the government to reopen the terraces, uh, at least on the outside of cafes and bars so that people can get together and actually drink in a sort of managed manner. So the idea that you'll ban alcohol from parks and that somehow is going to stop people from partying it's uh, it just it just seems you know very strange i mean and i hate to mention the elephant in the room as this is the netherlands what about ecstasy you know what about what about illegal substances what about other substances that people can party to if you get a bunch of people together who haven't been able to really dance or flirt or socialize en masse in a long time, I don't really think that alcohol is the driving factor. I think it's the fact that people, you know, and for good reasons, there's been a lockdown and for good reasons to stop the spread of an airborne virus. Fine, people have undergone a lot of restrictions. But now I think, uh, you know, to, the idea that uh, alcohol is the cause, and if you ban alcohol, I mean, that worked really well in the United States in the 20s or 30s, you know, prohibition worked really well, right? I mean, I think all you're actually going to do if you ban alcohol in parks, you're going to create a black market of people who will be, come up to you and instead of in the old days, people trying to sell you drugs, people are going to come up and say, psst, uh, you want some vodka? Psst, you want some uh, vodka Red Bull? I mean, you know, it's just not well thought through at all so a big thumbs down if you have any views on that by all means join the discussion by the way um, we do have a Facebook group there is on if you go to Facebook and you go to the Amsterdam Shallow Man Group. Actually, I'll come back with the URL afterwards. I should know this. It's something like facebook.com Amsterdam Shallow Man, but I'll check afterwards. But if you join the Amsterdam Shallow Man Group, we'll be having a discussion about some of the items that uh, I'm discussing in today's podcast. So the next item I'm actually going to talk about, next is kind of related when you talk about uh, COVID. In the news, a man in Ben Helder, has been arrested on charges of terrorism for planning to blow up a vaccination centre. Now, one might say he's taken his vaccine scepticism a little bit too far by wanting to blow a vaccination centre up. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty extreme behavior i know there are lots of uh how how do you describe these people anti-vaxxers here we go anti-vaxxers i know you have anti-vaxxers people who say that you know if you take a vaccine you're going to end up rushing out and buying microsoft office and all the latest uh, bill gates products because somehow he's got something to do with (laughs) with vaccinations or vaccines but uh yeah Terrorism, wanting to blow up a vaccination centre. Yeah, so I think uh, I'm going to name that person Covidiot of the week. Other item in the news today is the relaxing of the coronavirus measures. So after months of a curfew, I seem to record it back in, I think it was in November when Mark Rutter initially announced the curfew, that the curfew was only supposed to be for a couple of weeks. So three months later we are there is still a curfew in case you didn't realize there's still a curfew those of you who are young free and single will definitely have been affected by by it that uh, it used to be that there was a curfew after nine o'clock it's been relaxed i say with a small r to 10 p.m but apparently from april the 21st the discussion is that the curfew may actually end so people may actually be allowed out after 10 o'clock whoopee freedom finally and also that uh, cafes bars will finally be able to open up their terraces so people will actually be able to finally you know just the idea is something i must say you know with uh, as much as i understand the lockdown and the reasons behind it one thing i've really really missed is just the sheer joy of sitting on a terrace Having a coffee, okay. I'll be honest. Having a glass of wine or two, and you know, just watching the world go by. People watching, you know, you know, you know, watching the ladies in leopard print, watching the guys with too much gel in their hair. You know, just observing what's going on. That's just one of the small pleasures of life, and that may all return. and Can you can you imagine? I mean, I think after April the twenty first. You know, my first concern is, will there be any, any cafes left to open? I mean, it's just completely unnatural for any business that effectively for more than half of a year, so for more than six months, many businesses have effectively either had to close or have been working with an 80% drop in revenue. Uh, so, you know, I'm really happy for all the cafe owners who've managed to actually survive this this long lockdown and uh yes yeah, so a life might partially in a little way get back to normal if we're actually able to go to cafes and terraces and sit on the terraces again so great for that other good thing is also that bso's in a words, uh, kind of uh i don't know how you describe them huh, in english about the schools opfanger so yeah Kind of daycare for not for not nurseries, but if you like uh, after school clubs for kids, they'll also might be able to open again after the twenty first of April. So, uh, which which will be wonderful for many people. Which also means that uh, life can slowly start kind of returning to normal. Next thing we will talk about is vaccinations. Now, the Netherlands, obviously. Things haven't gone so well with vaccinations. I was reading only recently, up until at the time of making this recording, just under 2.9 million people have been vaccinated in the Netherlands, whereas in the UK, the place I come from, they're currently vaccinating people at a rate of two million a week. So there's that's quite a difference. The other concerning thing is, of course, that, yeah, uh, there has been some link found between the AstraZeneca vaccine and potential blood clotting, even though the chances are there's you know, more chance of being in a plane crash than getting a blood clot from the vaccine. But even then, that uh, didn't stop the Minister for Health here in the Netherlands uh, temporarily pausing vaccinations with the AstraZeneca vaccine, my understanding is it's been resumed, but even though it's been resumed, they are vaccinating at a snail's pace. I mean, they're going so slow. I mean, you would re- seriously think there was no urgency at the rate they're carrying out vaccinations. You'd think, oh, everything's fine. What's the rush? You know, there's only uh, we're only talking about a pandemic. You know, let's let's take it easy. You know, there's a serious lack of urgency, and there also seems to be a complete lack of any form of priority. So I know people in their 60s who haven't been vaccinated, yet I know of some people who are in their 20s and early 30s who have been vaccinated. So I'm missing the logic there, but fine. If you can't wait for receiving your vaccine some point in the next, uh, well, the government say all vaccinations will be done in by July 2021 uh the realists or skeptics among us think it's going to be by 2022 but if you can't wait and you're really keen to get your vaccine there are vaccination holiday packages available so Serbia a country where they've actually vaccinated already uh many millions of people and they have a vast number of vaccines left they're actually offering you know you can actually take a take a small trip. Go to Serbia, get vaccinated, maybe even make a holiday out of it, and then and then return. And of course, you know, going back to the theme about love and dating during a pandemic, can you imagine that uh, probably you're going to end up with, well, there is already a kind of two-tier dating uh, system on Tinder, but can you imagine that uh, a few months down the line, when many people have been vaccinated, you're probably going to have on Tinder profiles... As well as, uh, as well as, you know, uh, no expats <laughs> or uh, yeah, no internationals, you might, also, you might also start seeing lines on people's Tinder profile, I'm vaccinated, or no people who are not vaccinated, or no people who've had less than one shot. So that could be another, another actual motive or another inspiration to nip over to Serbia or somewhere else, have a short holiday and get vaccinated. Might help you being lucky in love. Who knows? So now I've been talking a lot on this podcast. I'm sorry. You know, this is the idea. This is not supposed to be a medical podcast, (laughs) not supposed to be about the ins and outs of the coronavirus, but of course we're all living with the pandemic. And so here are just some random thoughts that I had that I've had during the lockdown. And now that things apparently are going to be, relaxed a bit. Um, So I've just been, I've I've given a lot of thought to the logic of some of the lockdown rules. Okay, so you know, bars, gyms, gyms, God, I miss going to the gym. You know, every month, money goes out of my bank account into the gym, and I'm going nowhere near the gym. Uh, Now they're, they're open outside my gym lucky enough that my gym has a sort of uh yeah it's on the harbor my gym has a sort of terrace where you can work out so they bring some equipment out there but the reality is it's april it's the netherlands and it's been too bloody cold there's no way i'm going to go out and freeze yeah as much as uh, i think well i'm paying so i should use it Uh, i have a natural aversion to the cold so I'm not working out and freezing myself off. So I generally have been out running a lot because at least you know when you run you warm up pretty quickly and uh, you, yeah, as long as you got, you have the right gear on, you don't freeze. Whereas uh, yeah, just uh, working out outside the gym doesn't doesn't really appeal to me. But with the logic of some of the rules, so okay, you know gyms closed, bars and restaurants closed for safety reasons, and yet and yet. Supermarkets, you know, I think surely one of the most dangerous places to go are supermarkets. Now, I know uh most supermarkets, you have to wear—well, you're supposed to by law anyway. You're supposed to wear a face mask, of course. But uh, but you know, supermarkets. You know, my local supermarket—I won't say, <laughs> I won't say the name. But when I think about it, when I go to either of my local supermarkets, they're usually packed. They're usually crowded. Uh, i do wonder actually they usually crowd it and then you have people you know the fruit section what always concerns me is the fruit section you get people who pick up fruit you know you know will pick up fruit handle it and then put it back so you think uh, well you know covid spreads also through uh through touch and touch or whatever so you have that you have people who just crowd in. it's very intimate inside supermarkets i'm wondering if supermarkets have not replaced the function that bars, clubs uh, had for flirting. Maybe, maybe that's it. Perhaps, I, I'm missing, <laughs> perhaps I'm missing something. Perhaps supermarkets are the new black. Perhaps supermarkets are the place where, you know, while you're manhandling a mango you your eyes meet the eyes of another person who's also looking at a mango and you get that connection and before you know it you're exchanging numbers <laughs> who knows i mean that would actually explain why supermarkets are so packed i mean i try and avoid them once in a while i have to go but that's one of the places i always think yeah you know everything else is kind of locked down but uh supermarkets not very good also for those of you who follow my page or read my blog or read my facebook group i recently shared a message from a i'll call it a store owner there's a particular establishment uh, in amsterdam where i've been known to shop and i was really a bit irritated that in this particular place there's always i mean i don't go there very often but i've noticed that there's always customers who refused to wear masks that are not wearing face mask and they're still being served. So I wrote a message to the owner of the establishment and I asked, well what's going on? why do you serve people who are not wearing masks? And what he told me uh, and I have no reason not to believe him is that when the members of staff have actually asked people to put their face mask on, they've been threatened with violence you know they've actually so now the members of staff are actually afraid to ask people to put on their mask because yeah i mean it, hey it's only your job no one wants to get killed for uh, you know working uh, working part time in a store uh, and i understand it so it's it, you know it's just uh, incredible uh, so obviously uh, yeah I was a bit I guess I shouldn't be surprised one thing i've noticed that whenever i discuss you know uh and yes i've used the term covidiots whenever i discuss people who ignore the social distancing rules who don't want to wear face masks because hey you know a little piece of cloth on your face is robbing you of your freedom you know really ah oh, how terrible you know you live in one of the most relaxed open free places in the world probably but yeah you know if you put a bit of cloth over your mouth and the idea is just to protect yourself as well as protecting others your freedom is being stolen so uh yeah this antisocial behavior i guess uh doesn't surprise me when you look at how angry people get. I mean, you know, the lockdown is annoying. I feel very sorry for owners of cafes, for freelancers, for all the people who have been affected by the fact that they can't work or they're earning a lot less money because of the rules. I I feel sorry for them. I and mean, they have got a right to be annoyed and to be angry. I get that. But people who really get angry about the fact that uh, you're being forced only Only for a few minutes. How long do you spend in a store, really? You know, if you're lucky, okay, I know Dutch service isn't always the best, but if you're lucky, you can be in and out of a store in 10, 15 minutes. You know, does wearing a face mask for 10, 15 minutes really mean that your freedom is being robbed? Uh, Or is it your freedom to be a complete anti-social moron and to put yourself ahead of everyone else? I think that's really point it's about me myself and i and screw everybody else so um so that's one thing uh, i've certainly i've noticed the other thing before all of the stores were closed um, i very rarely very extremely rarely ever visit ikea so but i will say i visited ikea last year uh just as before uh stores uh, could only open via appointments and you know all i can say is my god that place is like the hotel california you know you can check out anytime you like but you can never leave i couldn't find my way out of that place it was crowded it was crowded it was like a cattle market it was unbelievable unbelievably crowded uh there was way too many people there and getting out was murder and I guess that's by design. The idea is you keep wandering and wandering, and then you think, oh, I need some table mats. Oh, while I'm here, <laughs> you know, one hour later, oh, maybe, uh, oh, maybe I need a new rug. <laughs> I guess the idea is, yeah, you lock people in until they spend enough money, and then up pops an exit. But uh, again, you know, supermarkets, places like IKEA, yeah, uh, and such establishments, well, uh i i do think uh those are places to be con- concerned about you know at least if you open the terraces of cafes and bars you have a kind of you know you can manage that right there are only so many tables on a terrace and of course the cafe owners have a huge incentive to make sure that social distancing carries carries on correctly and that it's and that it's managed so uh that's those are those are my my observations there and and again I, I will say even if this annoys you somehow and if it does annoy you you probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast anyway you know a face mask does not rob your freedom and get over it okay so that was the first amsterdam shallow man podcast so again you can discuss this podcast and he, and he said confidently i should know this you can go to facebook.com groups Amsterdam shallow man, and you can join the group. And we're always having very lively, very incredibly lively discussions. So, by all means, join the group and let us know what you think. And if you have some subjects or some ideas or things that you'd like to be discussed on the next podcast, by all means, bring them up there and uh, I'll certainly, certainly consider them. So, again, on this first podcast, we really discussed largely, of course, The pandemic, Corona, the rules, the fact that alcohol is likely to be banned in parks in Amsterdam, but like uh, many other rules that have been brought in in the last year or two. So, for instance, uh, in Amsterdam, I live in Amsterdam, obviously, and in Amsterdam, New Year's Eve, and I think across the country, there was a firework ban. You know, wow. Firework ban, you know, Housemar and the government, everyone said there's a ban on fireworks. And that was really taken very seriously. I mean, uh, it only sounded like this year, I'll honestly say that the last New Year's Eve it only sounded like World War Three, not World War IV or World War Five. It wasn't so bad. I mean, there are explosions, but hey, you know, maybe not as many explosions as previous years. And then there's, there's also, you know, another major rule that's been brought in across the country is the ban on using smartphones while cycling. And, you know, that I can see people are taking that really seriously. At least seven or 8% of cyclists I see don't use the phone. So, you know, maybe before it used to be maybe 99% of cyclists use the phone while cycling. Now it's maybe 90%. So there has been an improvement. So, you know, coming up with these wonderful rules, we're going to ban this, we're going to ban that, it's completely pointless if you don't enforce the rules. I mean, seriously, you know, what is the point? So this latest rule about, okay, there's going to be no alcohol in the parks, probably, that's wonderful. But will anyone actually bother to enforce it? And, uh, well, I'm not a gambling man. (laughs) I only gamble when I eat out in Amsterdam. But apart from that, I will only say, I'm not a gambling man, but I could probably... I would probably be prepared to bet some money that this rule will go the same way as the firework ban and the using telephones while cycling ban. Basically, not much is going to happen and people will still drink uh, in parks anyway because, you know, it won't be enforced. And I would add, it's a pretty stupid idea. So... uh, Hopefully not. And, you know, for all you single people out there, I don't know how you've coped. <laughs> I mean, it must be murder. So at least if is open, because of course, you know, what's been happening, I know, is that people on Tinder or on dating apps, of course, all the bars have been closed. So where do you go for a first date? So I've heard stories of people meeting up at parks. <laughs> you go on a first date, you go for a park. Maybe you bring some wine with you in the park. Or at least uh, if you're a romantic, you bring a can of Red Bull and some Bitterboller. But, uh, obviously pretty, pretty soon bringing alcohol in the park might not be, might not be allowed. So, you know, at least, uh, at least now with terraces and bars opening, people can, you know, go back to traditional first date places. So not long, you don't have to wait long and you can soon have a first date that doesn't involve walking up and down the streets <laughs> and trying to make conversation while, uh, keeping up. So good luck with that. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed my first podcast. If you haven't, uh, please, you can send me an email and I will file it in the problem back. Uh, So, have a fabulous day. Goodbye. No anti-social freedom lovers were hurt during the recording of this podcast. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to the Amsterdam Shallow Man podcast. If you didn't, please send an email to notinterested at don'tcare.com If you're really lucky, I might see you around. But maybe you're not that lucky. Uh, we have had some technical problems. Ten. Nine. Eight. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Zero.